Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What up, Montana? Excited for this guy to be back in the saddle. It's Nuanas now. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana Television. Joining me, Coulter Nuanas. A ton to get to today. It's amazing how busy we are, considering it's supposed to be the non-busy time. But we have a variety of things to talk about. Thanks so much for listening in to Nuanas now. Your one-stop shop for all things sports around the great state of Montana each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Or maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana TV. If you want to watch it anywhere and everywhere, you can do it via the YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, N-U-A-N-E-Z. That's all you got to type in. You'll find us there. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Tommy's a great job getting some graphics and a ticker tape, the phone number, all that stuff uh, on there. If you want to listen live via the stream, just go to 1029ESPN.com and click on the Listen Live tab, and you will find the stream at our station website there. And if you want to be a part of the show, 888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. All guests join us via the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. We got a bunch of prizes for you today. It is a Wednesday, so that means it is um, a wing at Wednesday. So we have a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you. 
We also have an interview with Tom Wistershill. He'll join us for our ESPN Roundtable. We're going to adjust our ESPN Roundtable time, though. We're going to do it about 4.30 uh, instead of our normal time at 5 because that's when Tom Wistershill, the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference, will be available. So we'll chat with him about the new media rights deal and also probably about some football. The new Athlon Sports poll came out, the first preseason poll of the season for the FCS, and there's six, count them, six Big Sky Conference teams ranked. The Montana Grizzlies are third amongst those teams, something that's probably perturbing to the uh, coaching staff down there at Montana, but perhaps more fuel for the fire. Uh, So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. And uh, then we will also get into all things NBA. The all-NBA teams were released yesterday, uh, so we'll debate those a little bit. We also had um, LeBron James take the NBA to task, basically, and we've had a variety of injuries as well. And that's what LeBron James was basically taking the NBA to task about. Why have there been so many prevalent injuries to pivotal players so far in this NBA playoffs? So we'll get into that a little bit as well. And also some cool news um, from Montana State. Four different Montana State track and field athletes heading to the United States Olympic Trials in track and field. So uh, that's very cool as well. Several of them are Montana natives, including a pair of kids from Bozeman High School, Lucy Corbett and Duncan Hamilton, who are both great runners. Uh, I guess Lucy Corbett, a jumper for MSU, just got down competing in the National Track and Field Championships at the collegiate level. Now they're going to the uh, the Olympic trials here in just a few weeks. What's up, Randy? I feel like you haven't been on the show forever. It's only, you only took one week off, but you're back in the saddle now. How you doing? You got a new haircut? Looking I, good? I'm doing great. Um, yeah, good to be back. Uh, I mean... I can't complain about today. I mean, you took me out. We went golfing. It's been it's glorious weather, and now we're talking sports. I mean, day does not get much better than that, my it's friend. Pretty darn good Wednesday when you get to live the dream here in Missoula, Montana. We get to live the dream quite often, which is hey, pretty. Hey, uh, Sean, yo, I got a question for you. Yeah, and then I got I got beef with you. Okay, well, <laughs> oh, 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 bring go. it right on. Uh, I know you've got an intro to do and stuff, but uh, oh, no, Jimmy Hendrix. Do you care about Jimmy Hendrix? Tom, do you Sean's, know who you're talking to? Sean's the least person to ask this question to, Tommy. <laughs> I don't think that Sean even knows a Jimi Hendrix song. I'm not kidding. I, I couldn't name one. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Proves my case from yesterday. I don't think he could name a Beatles song either, though, dude. Yes, he could. I don't know. Everybody can name a Beatles song. I don't think Sean could, dude. I don't think Sean can name any song. I will rip those microphones out of that table. <laughs> give me, give me the. Sh- I'll, I'll think of a Beatles song. But hey, look at these the headphones in here. It's been like I know two we, months with this, and they're flopping around. That's on you. <laughs> we need to get. We do need to get some new headphones. Sean, that's the For those charm. Watching on SWX of, right now. Yeah, that's the charm of uh, Missoula Broadcasting. Things just fall apart, and that's and that's. And then what only we've one person going. that works here knows how to fix them. That's Tommy. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm looking at Tommy. <laughs> We'll get you some better headphones, Rainy. <laughs> um, so stay tuned for our ESPN Roundtable at 4.30, a different time than it usually is. We usually do it top of the hour. Uh, but we are excited to talk about the new media deal with um, ESPN uh, that the Big Sky Conference has. And it's always good to have Tom Wistershill on the show. Rain Man, what's going on at uh, SWX right now? I guess uh, Paddlehead's kind of the same thing that's going on here at ESPN Missoula, right? A lot of minor league baseball in terms of what you guys are broadcasting for the summer. Yeah, we're also uh, bringing some Legion baseball as well. We got a game out of Billings tomorrow with Great Falls Chargers as well. So, you know, a lot of baseball this summer. Um, We're bringing, you know, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or excuse me, Friday, Saturday, Sunday home games for the Paddleheads on SWX. Obviously kind of Working with you guys with that as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, pretty exciting, especially when they're uh, as good as they are. Um, they just uh, won't stop winning. And so, um, yeah, the Paddleheads games have been a lot of fun and just uh, 
plugging away? Kind of this is the time where you're kind of not, you know, searching for content, but, you know, it's just not as readily available as with high school sports not happening. So, but there's all these, uh, these all-star games and the shrine games coming up and there's always stuff that, that pops up. We're going to have the hall of fame next week. So there's always things going on that, that keep us busy. We will be on the road next week. We will have Nuanas now all the way through Thursday, but uh, because of a conflict with the Montana Football Hall of Fame, we're actually going to not have one on Friday. So that is uh, confirmed as of today. So no Nuanas now next Friday. But we will have tons of coverage coming out of the Montana Football Hall of Fame banquet. Sean will be attending with me. It's going to be a star-studded night. It's going to be very fun and uh, one of my favorite events of the year. There still are tickets available. So mtfootballhof.com. That's mtfootballhof.com. Head over there if you want to attend the banquet. It's a night you'll never forget, man. It's awesome. It'll probably be the biggest collection of NFL players uh, in one spot in Montana ever. I think we're expecting 22 or 23 former inductees to be there, and then along with the nine guys that are going in, so 30-plus guys with NFL and CFL ties, and uh, should be a gr- really great time. We'll have a golf tournament on Friday, and then uh, a VIP banquet Friday night, and the induction ceremony on Saturday. So Saturday, June 26th, uh, 6 p.m., Billings C- Hotel and Convention Center there, uh, which used to be the Red Lion, so go check that out, MT Football HOF. Speaking of the Shrine game, you were doing some Shrine game coverage, so give us the scoop. The West teams, coached by Dane Oliver, Missoula Sentinel, uh, a guy who did a great job leading Sentinel to their first state title in, in quite some time this previous year. Uh, a little trash talk going on on Twitter amongst former rivals and now future teammates uh, in Coulter Janicaro and Gino Leonard. Both those guys headed to the Grizzlies, but uh, they were talking a little smack on Twitter yesterday. That was pretty fun. So did, did you see the actual thing that they were talking about? They were talking about, I think... Janicaro was saying, yeah, I ran over Gino Leonard in the hole, and Leonard was like, hey, you should hang on to the football. <laughs> so, yeah, I think they were just having a little fun. Oh, of course. Um, I mean, these guys are friends. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're going to play for the Grizz together. But, it, I mean, it was it was pretty funny. Yeah, I'm going to be kind of putting to, together a little story because I, I talked to Coulter afterwards about what it's been like playing because there's you know a handful of Sentinel guys on the team. Sure. And then, obviously, with, with Oliver coaching, what it's, it's got to be a little bit weird when you're sure. such rivals and now you're on the same team and being coached by kind of a, a rival coach. And then also, um, I talked to uh, the only Class C representative on the team, which who, is always... Who is that? It's a, a kid from Flint Creek. Okay, so, so the Drummond Phillips were co-op. Yep, and so um, it's it's such a crazy thing because they're just, you get one week to prepare for this. So that's already like kind of a challenge for, you know, certain kids. I mean, obviously you're not putting in like, you know, crazy game plans and things like that, but you still only have a week together to figure it out. Well, imagine if you only had a week to prepare for playing an 11 man when you've never played an 11 man football before. Like, like that totally. is, that is just a, a wild like concept. So, um, you know, talk to him and yeah, we threw a mic on uh, coach Oliver at practice Got a lot of fun stuff, like a lot of energy. Um, it's just a really cool thing. Obviously, you know, it, it raises money for a great cause and for a lot of kids that that need it. Um, but the game itself, um, they had a couple speakers that that went to practice and they were talking. They were, you know, had been out of high school for thirty years and they were just mm-hmm. talking about how it was such an honor to play in that game. They think about it all the time, and it was just such a it's such a big deal. And I talked to a lot of the kids on the team too, who like. Their, their dad or their grandpa played in the game and like it's it's such a you know honor and to have it kind of just be all seniors and you're just getting the the collection of all the best seniors from this side of the state um, together it's just it's really cool and obviously the the east is has been pretty good as of late they kind of they oh, they hold the overall edge it's 
like forty two thirty one or you know mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and uh, they're going to be pretty good again this year. They're I asked Coach Oliver. I was like, "What are you most worried about? What's the breakdown?" He said, "There, the East uh, defensive line is going to be pretty tough because um, they got the they got a couple uh, a Grizz commit, a Cats commit, and a, whole, a bunch of talent on that defensive line." So. It's just uh, it's it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I've actually never been to a Shrine game. Well, that's crazy. I know, but they're always so far away, and I always have to like. Is it, where's the distribute? It's in uh, Billings. Oh, it's in Billings this year. Okay. Yeah, and so we're going over there next week. So right, I, it's right. t- t- too tough to make back to back trips to, to Billings. Um, but you know, always uh, kind of follow along and stuff. But yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend. It's always just fun, too, when you see the guys that are going on to the next level that are playing with each other for the first time or against each other for the last time. That's always fun. And some of the sort of internal Cat-Grizz rivalry stuff that goes on as well. Okay, so before we get to our Garden City Spotlight, which we have three different things to highlight in our Garden City Spotlight here this week, first, we got to talk a little bit about our trip to Coeur d'Alene. So you you had some dad duty coming out of the weekend, and so you you weren't able to come by last week, so it's been uh, two weekends now since we've been to the Coeur d'Alene Resort, but uh, just tell the folks kind of about our experience, because I've talked about it a little bit, but uh, your perspective on <laughs> our weekend in Idaho. Yeah, well, obviously the, the first thing that comes to mind is just the, the weather, um, as I'm sure that everyone who is a loyal listener has, has heard Coulter talk about. It. I mean, the winds were you know, I don't know. I'm not a meteorologist or a weather expert, um, but they had to be. But you do work with one. Yes. AKA the they, best I mean, one in the business. In they, they had to be, you know, constant 40 with Gus up past 60. Like, it was nuts. We were sitting on the driving range. If you've ever been to the, the driving range at Coeur d'Alene, the lake there is, uh, you, you hit balls into the lake. They're floating driving range balls. And the buoys are, you know, 50, 100, 150, 175, 200 yards, whatever. We're sitting there hitting our long irons, like our four irons. And they're, like, falling before the 100-yard mirror. We're, like, stroking these clubs. And they're, like, the ball, well, the balls yards. were coming back to us when right. we were landing. Yeah, yeah. it was, uh, you know, it was crazy. But I'll say this, and this is, like, you know, a, a good thing when you're saying it about a course is, like, you could have put me on a lot of other courses in those uh, weather conditions and I would not have had a good time. Sure. And it would have been pretty miserable. Yeah. But we all had, you know, a lot of fun. And we were, and we still, I mean, we didn't play very well, but we were managing our way as best we could, you yeah, know, throughout the course. And, you know, it was in great shape. And the whole thing, it's just, it's an experience going there. Sure. Which is, you know, one of the coolest things about it is just, it's so unique. And not not only just the, the floating green hole, which... We all double bogeyed. (laughs) (laughs) Even though, so what was so annoying about that is like, we brought Ben Wyman, who's one of our anchors at ABC ABC Fox. Fox, He's the only one that, like, well, we thought that yours landed. He's the only one that hit it in the water, and he gets the easiest drop, and we were in, like, had tough bunker shot, things like that. But, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. The course was in great shape. Um, Just a a fun experience going over there. Obviously, the, you know, the resort itself is just gorgeous and awesome. And so it was fun staying the night there as well. And just, uh, yeah, it was just a a great little weekend trip. So I've never spent time in Coeur d'Alene up until this year. And so it's, and it's such a quick little drive over there. Right. It's It's, great. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. Everything from. Uh, the bridge where I, I spent uh, a little portion of the evening to the breakfast we had at the marina. It was uh, it was a fun time across the board, and so we are very happy uh, to be paired with Coeur d'Alene Resort for our our yearly, I should say, annual 
uh, giveaway that we do our stay and play giveaway. And congratulations to BJ, our winner from last week. We just received your gift certificates in the mail, so you can swing by Missoula Broadcasting Company here. It's 2620 Radio Way, Suite B here in Missoula. It's right uh, out on North Reserve, right across from Home Depot and Buffalo Wild Wings. So come see us. You're going to have to fill out some paperwork because the uh, the resort right now is so... Um, busy and it's in such good shape and it's such a destination right now that uh, this is a very valuable prize that you have won so uh, we're going to need a little bit of paperwork from you but either way congratulations to BJ and thank you so much to Andy and the guys at Coeur d'Alene Resort for hosting us because despite the wind we did have a heck of a good time so uh, we will be more than happy to uh, head on back there again next year and uh, give you guys a great prize as well okay time now for our Garden City Spotlight presented by Dr. Gene Morris of Oral Surgical Associates If you're looking for an oral surgeon in Missoula who offers compassionate care, advanced technology, and comprehensive treatment, Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates is the man for you. At Oral Surgical Associates, Dr. Morris provides a full range of care, including implants, emergency surgeries, and wisdom teeth removal. Dr. Morris and his staff use advanced imaging technology for more accurate diagnosis and effective treatment while also using innovative techniques to treat a wide range of problems. No matter what you have going on, you're going to want to go see an expert, and that guy is Dr. Gene Morris. So go check out oralsurgicalassociates.com today. All right, three things to get to. First and foremost, yesterday, one of the big pieces of news, Beckett Arthur, a Missoula Hellgate senior, has been named the boys Gatorade Soccer Player of the Year. Missoula Hellgate won their third Class AA state championship in the last four years. They were undefeated this last year, 17-0-1. And much of that was because of Arthur, 29 goals and 20 assists for him during his senior season. He was the Western AA Player of the Year. He's headed to Whitworth University uh, next fall. But first and foremost, he will join us tomorrow here on Nuanas Now as part of our Senior Spotlight Series. So congratulations to Beckett Arthur. Shadi, I know you watched him play some hoops. Did you watch Beckett Arthur play much soccer, though? Because to me, mm-hmm. that that's a testament to how great of an athlete he is. He's a Gatorade Player of the Year in soccer, but also he's a varsity star. I mean, he's like a very good player at the AA level in hoops as well. He kind of reminds me of what like Brittany Delridge was for Sentinel. Like uh, She was a good basketball good player one. as well, but both of them kind of you know big, physical, just great athletes that can kind of control a game, and that's what... That's what he did. He did that on the basketball court too, running the point for Hellgate. He's also just you want to talk about like just an impressive like young man and good kid. Yeah. Like he's that like super smart. I mean, he's four student. Yeah, and his just list like of volunteer. I'm not even going to read it. We'll talk about it tomorrow on the show. But I mean, he's volunteering everywhere. I mean, he's doing it all. He's doing yeah. it right. And like all the you know every coach, every parent that you talk to about him like raves about him. And uh, you know he he's a really good kid. He always goes down and he uh, he plays a lot at the peak and and, oh, cool. and and practices and stuff. And he'd always go like on the weekends when I take my son, who's was five at the time, mm-hmm. and. Beckett's obviously a really good athlete, and so we were messing around. He would go up and, and dunk it all the time, and he mm-hmm. thought, and, and Brandon thought it was like the coolest thing ever. So every time <laughs> we went there, he would ask Beckett if he could throw some dunks down for him because Dad can't because I'm too old. So. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta love yeah. it. Second piece of news: This new is now, by the way, it's our Garden City Spotlight, highlighting the best around the Garden City, the great city of Missoula, Montana. Secondly, we actually probably should have led with this because it's more impressive, but it was uh, secondarily part of the news from yesterday. Kathryn Burkoff, a Missoula Hellgate alum, a Missoula native, and a former Missoula Aquatic Club uh, swimmer who is now at North Carolina State. She's competing in the United States uh, Olympic Trials in Omaha, Nebraska over the last week or so. She finished fourth last night in the women's 100-meter backstroke. Uh, So a bummer for her because he needed to get first or second to make the Olympic team and head to Tokyo. 
must have been an unbelievably fast heat because her time was the sixth fastest in American mm-hmm. history, and she still got fourth in the race. So she's knocking on the door. I mean, you're talking top 10, 12 times in the history of the, of the event, period. And uh, so she was right there. Her qualifying time to get to the finals of 58-62 was... Uh, that sixth fastest time ever in American history as well. So you're talking about a, a young lady who's only 19 or 20 years old who's knocking on the door. I mean, she she if she continues, it's it's too bad that the cycle is four years because she'll have been then through her college career by the time the Olympic trials rolls around again. But nonetheless, very impressive from Catherine Burkoff uh, to be knocking on the door of an Olympic berth as only heading into her sophomore year at North Carolina State. I've always said this. I don't. I could never be like an Olympic athlete or an athlete that tries, because like I would not have the patience to wait for four years. And I know that there's like other stuff in between and things like that. But like, man, I I feel like if they were on two year cycles, it'd be cooler for sure. And it it really sucks too, for like our, our our good friend of the show and our, our friend Maggie voice and, when you get hurt right before or right after, and then you're you're out, so then you're not doing anything, and then you don't. When you do come back, you have to yeah. wait for years to be able to try to qualify well, again. Well, and then and that was your. I mean, a lot of these athletes, like you, only have a small window for sure. You're like maybe two Olympics where you're at kind of like your peak, and so if you get hurt for one of them, like it just kind of ruins your whole Olympic career. It's kind of a it's a bummer. Garden City Spotlight presented by Dr. Gene Morris of Oral Surgical Associates. Okay, third piece of news. And I think this one. Probably has uh, some people, well, actually probably both sides of the Great Divide, but, but specifically up on the University of Montana campus a little bit fired up. The Athlon Sports preseason poll is out. That's the first preseason FCS poll of the summer. Uh, the polls will be probably rolling out. Uh, the stats poll will be coming out pretty soon. Um, the Hero Sports poll probably on the way. The coaches poll. But the poll, as it was today, James Madison won, North Dakota State two. Both of those surprising because those teams were semifinal teams in the FCS playoffs, but not the two finalists. The two finalists, Sam Houston State and South Dakota State, were three and four in this poll. Sam Houston, the spring champion, and South Dakota State, the spring runner-up. Delaware, surprisingly, was fifth. Weber State, sixth, which I think is, is pretty accurate. North Dakota, who had a great spring, seventh. Then Montana State, who did not play in the spring, eighth. Southern Illinois, Ninth, Jacksonville State, 10th, and Montana, 11th. The other Big Sky Conference teams in the poll, UC Davis, who went 3-2 and two during the spring season, came in at 17. Eastern Washington, who went 5-2 and two and was the only other representative from the Big Sky Conference in the spring playoff, came in at 19. And then Sacramento State, the defending co-Big Sky champion from the 2019 season, who opted out of the spring, they received votes. I, I I know that it's hard because some of these teams played some of these Montana played two games Montana State didn't play at all some of these other schools played full spring seasons or I guess mostly full spring seasons like a team like Jacksonville State played thirteen games a team like Sam Houston played ten games so it's hard to sort of compare and contrast in the current state of it but that my number one thought when I saw this was that I thought both the Cats and the Grizz were too low particularly the Grizz not even being in the top ten. Yeah. I just, well, first off, who who puts together this? Well, so that's what's so confusing. Yeah. Stats is a is a is a uh, collection of collection people, of right? 169 voters. Yeah. Which, by the way, we got to get you a vote in there because you're a veteran now of covering FCS football. But regardless, I have a vote in the stats poll. It, it's various media members and sports information people from across the country. Athlon is sort of a stem off of stats, but it's also like a magazine. And so basically, this is Craig Haley's poll. So Craig Haley is an FCS. 
uh, guru. He's been the guy that's done it the longest, covering it at the national level. But there is some validity to sort of arguing this because this is not necessarily uh, a collection of opinions. This is basically one, 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 one or opinion. a handful yeah. of opinions, yes. So I, I don't know. I just thought Montana would be a lot higher than 11th. But uh, regardless, I, I guarantee you that every single week that Montana's not ranked number one in every single poll will be a piece of motivation. Bobby Houck will absolutely use that with his guys. He will absolutely tell them, hey, I think we're the best team. Because I, I think he thinks that they are the best, one of the best teams in the country. I have not really – I've been around Coach Houck quite a bit, and I have not really seen him have as much confidence in a team as he seems to have in this one. Okay, question for you. Okay. Do you think that he was – Bobby Houck was blank when he saw this. What was his first, like, his first emotion? Dismissive. Furious. I think he was probably but pissed. You, but then do you think he liked it? Because I mean, then you, you could like then take this to the team. Yeah. That's interesting because it is a you know common I mean? coaching tactic to want to be underrated. Jeff Choate did this beautifully. Nobody gives us any respect. Choate, the big guy, kick out for three years in a row. Oh, we don't have any all-conference players. Montana State's no good. Nobody thinks Montana State's any good. Yada, yada, yada. He was the master of that. I think that Coach Houck, though, he has such a high expectation of excellence that I truly think that Bobby wants – he relishes being the top dog. Yeah. He wants everybody to – he wants to look down on everybody and and know everybody knows that they are the kings. They are. Like, like, it goes part into like the fear of the instilling of the, the fear, the, like, the, domi- like said, the return to domination. Like he that, told yeah. Riley Corker in the spring, he said, "We are the evil empire. The evil empire up north is back." That's yeah. what he kept saying. And so you know, I love it because I find it wildly entertaining. I know that it rubs a lot of people the wrong way, but just deal with it. I mean, at this point, if you don't get. Bobby Houck and and everything that he's about. I don't have. I don't know what to tell you because he is he's consistent if, <laughs> if nothing else. Yeah, I I would agree with you. I think this uh, probably pissed him off pretty good, but I think it could be a motivating factor. I mean, we'll see. I don't. They're not going to be. I would be surprised if they're this low in the stats. F, like the poll, and that's kind of the poll sure. that that at least when when I do the weekly. Um, you know, polls and ratings each week and right, do right. the update. We kind of go off stats. Um, sure, and so. Yeah, I, if there's if there's ten teams that are better than Montana after what we saw in the spring, I know it was not against you know the best quality of competition and it was only two games. But if there's ten teams better than that team, like damn, that, there must <laughs> there's, there's that's a lot of like really good teams out there. I I, I sort of can um, I can see how James Madison, North Dakota State, Sam Houston, and South Dakota State are, are all ranked where they're ranked. They are all really good programs. They've all had recent success both during the 2019 season, the last full season, as well as uh, during this recent spring season. Weber, I mean, Weber's the the three-time in terms of full season and four-time in terms of with the spring season defending Big Sky Conference champions. So I can see that in the top 10. I just don't really know where the Delaware thing came from. I also cannot imagine in any form or fashion that Southern Illinois is better than Montana. I mean, I just, I don't, that comes with almost no justification. I just can't imagine that they are. I just can't imagine. Here's the thing about both the Cats and the Grizz. It's pretty difficult for any FCS team to have better top-level talent than guys like Sammy Kim or guys like uh, Troy Anderson. There's just not Troy Anderson. I, there's just, I don't even need to know about the rosters to know that there's not Troy Anderson on Delaware. There's not Sammy Kim at North Dakota. There's not. I just know that there's not. Well, and it's not like Southern Illinois like had a... Tremendous record. I mean, they went sure. six and four. Right. They did beat North Dakota State, which does give them a little bit of 
I don't know, shine, I guess. But either way, I, I don't think this is anything but a good thing for Montana because I think it will be used in uh, a motivational tactic, f- to be sure. So uh, stay tuned on that. And I totally agree with you, though. I think when the, the other polls come out, I think that both Montana and Montana State will probably be ranked higher than the 8th and 11th, respectively, that they are ranked in. You're listening to Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana joining me, Coulter Nuanas. Happy Wednesday. Hope everybody's having a great Wednesday. Staying cool out there. It's not quite as hot as it was earlier, but uh, still pretty hot. So uh, be sure to wear your sunscreen. We had Kira from the American Health Association come by a couple weeks ago to tell us all about the importance of sunscreen. So listen to her. You don't want to be sunburning your ears. It's bad for you, I promise. We're switching things up a little bit. ESPN Roundtable time now. By the way, that was the Garden City Spotlight presented by Dr. Gene Morris of Oral Surgical Associates. If you have any oral surgical needs, visit oralsurgicalassociates.com. The ESPN Roundtable we usually do at 5 o'clock on Wednesdays, but instead we're going to do it here at 4.30 because that is when the Big Sky Conference Commissioner, Tom Wisterschill, is available. So we will have Tom join us here on Nuanas Now in about five minutes. So keep it right here on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. The funniest part about this is this is one of the songs that Sean Rainey actually knows. Well, that's why I played it. I've never seen two good men smile so much as when I played uh, Bruce Spears. Okay, so first He's of all, trolling me first of all, let's talk about this. When when pop musicians are in the height of their rise and they become like almost nauseatingly famous, so they because they have so much overexposure, it's easy to sort of gravitate away from them. Britney Spears is so much better than Taylor Swift, it's crazy. So much less annoying, so much more entertaining, such a better dancer. I just, I don't know, man. Give me more Britney. It's funny, it's funny the things you realize as you grow older. By the way, if you didn't notice, I'm wearing our new ESPN hat. I'm doing it because we're, we have a television monitor now, so I can actually see myself. I'm appalled uh, with how ugly I am on television. I can't believe you people at SWX let me on TV, but thank you. I know it's because of the voice, not because of the face, but I was wearing the hat because I wanted to see how small it was on my gigantic head, and uh, it almost fits. I'm on, I got it on the last notch. It almost fits, but uh, I know Sean's been rocking our other... ESPN happened if you're lucky enough to win prizes, which, by the way, we will have some prizes for you here in about 20 minutes and then again in the second hour as well. So keep on listening on to Nuanas Now, and if you're lucky enough, maybe, hey, swing by the station. If I'm here, I'm in the good mood. Maybe I'll give you a hat. Maybe we'll give you some merch to get out there in the community and uh, show off our <laughs> awesome stuff. 
If you're in a good, that'd be that'd be pretty funny if someone drove all the way out here to show up and you weren't in a good mood. Well, I'm always in a good mood, but that's, that's actually true. not true. I'm actually I'm, I'm in a good mood a lot when I'm with you because you're always in a good mood. I, I feed off of other people's energy. Some people are grumpy, and uh, you're not very grumpy. You're actually very happy most of the time. You listen to Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana TV, one stop shop for all things sports, each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. And it's time now, switching up the schedule a little bit because usually, 5 o'clock hour, we do our ESPN roundtable, but we're going to flip it r- real quick and do it right now here on a Wednesday. Tom Worcestershire, the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference, joining us, and he has uh, been gr- great enough to come on this show many times uh, during his tenure as the Big Sky Conference commissioner. But happy to have you on again, Tom. Thanks so much for joining us. How you doing? Great to be with you guys. Thanks for moving the schedule around. Appreciate it. Oh, of course. So we are flexible, especially this time of year. I know everybody, they're trying to get outside as much as possible, especially when we live in the Rocky Mountain West. So got to take the uh, 80 days of sunshine that they give us, and and uh, we're always flexible around here. So how's summer going for you guys down there? I know Big Sky got some new digs, right? You guys moved to a new office. So what's what's the scoop right now at the Big Sky Conference? How's summer going with you guys? Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of interesting. We actually moved into the office back in August of uh, 2019, um, and then you know what happened about six, seven months later. So, so we're, we have new offices in Farmington, uh, just north of Salt Lake City. We moved south uh, from Ogden, closer to the airport there, and uh, it's still got that new office smell because obviously for the last 16 months, not a whole lot of people have been in the office. So it's great to have that. I'm actually calling in from Chicago. We have our Collegiate Commissioners Association meetings going on uh, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We have all 32 conferences here. Obviously, a lot going on nationally in college athletics, so lots of stuff for us to talk about. It's always good to see the other commissioners and talk about what's going on in the different leagues and how that can impact the big sky and our future. So it's good stuff going on. We will get to the big news out of the Big Sky, which was the the new media rights. Which congratulations to you guys for being able to negotiate that and pair it up with ESPN. Uh, it's good continuity for us here, obviously, as we are on ESPN Radio as well. But before we get to that, let's talk about the here and now. Then I think you actually came on the show last year when you were at this uh, conference as well. So tell us about. I mean, because it is a paramount time in college athletics. So many things have shifted over the last year or two, both in association with and sort of independently of the pandemic, but there's a lot of big issues going on in college athletics, a lot positive, some uh, that are controversial. What do you think are some of the biggest talking points at this commissioner's uh, convention that you guys are addressing right now? Yeah, certainly name, image, and likeness is dominating most of our conversations. Uh, There's so much happening in this space, dealing with student-athletes' rights and financially what they have opportunities to. There's kind of two separate buckets going on. One is there's the Alston case is uh, at the Supreme Court level, and we're re- waiting on a ruling for that. And, and that has to do with the type of money and the amount of money that a school can provide a student-athlete, like how much of a scholarship and then money on top of that. We have cost of attendance right now, but other uh, types of monies that could flow to the student-athletes. So that's one thing, and, and we're expecting between now and the end of the month to have a solution uh, to have the uh, uh, the results by the Supreme Court, and uh, then we have to react to that. And then separately of that is the student-athlete's ability to monetize their name, image, and likeness. So they could, you know, work with a student-athlete, could work with a car dealer in Missoula and be a spokesperson for that uh, for that, that car dealer. Or they could, you know, use their Instagram account and have so many followers there and get sponsors for that. And so 
we're trying to sort that out in the midst of all these other things. But the name, image, and likeness, we've got Congress involved and trying to find a national uh, solution there because what we have is, you know, again, in 50 states, and we have schools in eight of those 50 states. And different people are at different places legislating name, image, and likeness. And we certainly can't have Idaho and Montana and Utah, Colorado. We can't have all different laws in all of those states uh, treating our student-athletes differently. So that's why we need a federal solution there. And it'll happen. might take a little longer than we want, but we'll get to a point, and it's a good thing for our student-athletes to be able to monetize their name, image, and likeness. No different than if somebody plays the violin on campus or is an actor or, or paints or whatever they, they might be able to make some money on. We want our student-athletes to be able to monetize that as well. So, you know, that's kind of certainly dominating our discussions. We've had lots of speakers and, and the people from the NCA and lawyers trying to guide us through this process. So um, that's certainly, like I said, taking the forefront of what's going on. Um, there's other issues, you know, the college football playoff at the FBS level is expanding, and that's going to have some impact on some things we're doing at the FCS level. Uh, so very exciting time, but, you know, we're charting a new course for college athletics, and uh, it'll look differently after the student-athletes can, uh, can monetize their name, image, and likeness. So we just want to make sure we do it in a way where there's, they're not employees, they're not tax implications, and we help provide some guidance to those young people um, so that they do it the right way. So never a dull moment. Commissioner Sean Rainey here. Um, you know, Coulter had mentioned that you talked to him around this time last year when you were at this. How much different, though, is uh, just the, the landscape of things and how much more uh, exciting is kind of – Getting into uh, this summer and looking forward to the fall when we're not dealing with that uh, the whole COVID stuff. Well, I'll tell you what, it was so cool to see people in person at a meeting from all all across the country. We've been staring at each other on Zoom calls for the last you know sixteen months. So, so that was really cool. And uh, you know, we do feel like this is behind us. I know our schools are so excited to get students back on campus, classes uh, in person this fall, to get our stadiums full for football. You know, I mean, that's the culture of what the Big Sky and other football conferences are built on. Our, what's game day like? That experience of being on campus, and and that just gives everybody so much energy. Uh, both, you know, both our student athletes, our coaches, our fans, administrators, certainly everybody's just excited about that. So um, it can't come quick enough. We're glad it's already middle of June, and we'll be back uh, playing football in uh, in a couple of short months. It's ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. You a place to watch the NBA playoffs. There's games at 5.30 and 8 p.m. tonight. A double header. Head on down to Paradise Falls. It's a Wednesday, so that means they have both an early and a late happy hour. So you're going to get half-price cocktails, half-price appetizers, and $3 beers. So go check out Paradise Falls. They have 18 draft beers, 30 big screen TVs, one of the best places in all of town to watch the NBA playoffs and everything else that you would desire in your sporting world. That sounds like my sounds like my hometown of Lacrosse, Wisconsin. There, that's what that sounds like. Double happy hour. That's I mean, right. That's, that's a hell of a deal. Well, I like I, it. I, as we know, I, I read a study the other day. My boss, she's from Madison, Wisconsin, and we were laughing that uh, they had the top twenty beer drinking towns in the country. I can't remember which uh, magazine that was the one that released it, but I believe that. Um, Three were in Montana and seven were in Wisconsin. So we basically got half of the great beer drinkers anywhere in the world between the two yeah, home states. It, it, no, you'll laugh about that. So my hometown of La Crosse was like fourth in the state of Wisconsin, but like 14th in the country. And all my buddies in La Crosse were mad. They're like, that's not right. We should be higher than Appleton or Oshkosh. 
I'm like you, you were still, you're still in the top twenty, but they were they were angry. So no, I think you're I think you're absolutely right. That's right. Long winters, man. We gotta stay warm somehow. Tom Wistershill, Big Sky Conference Commissioner, joining us here on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. All right, Tom, let's talk about the the most uh, the biggest piece of news, the one that sort of sent the, the most shockwaves through uh, the college world out west here. The Big Sky Conference, a new multi-year, uh, multi-platform media rights deal with ESPN. And I know this was one thing when you first took over as the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference, you, you stated it as a primary goal, uh, sort of making sure the Big Sky continues to forge forward in the future. You mentioned the fact that this is a league with eight states represented, some in some rural towns, some in some big metropolitan areas. There's not a lot of similarities between some of the member schools, but a similar passion to watch all of the teams, uh, regardless if they're from Missoula or Bozeman, Montana, Pocatello, Idaho, or Sacramento, California. So tell us about sort of the background of how this deal went down, because it's, it must be something you guys are pretty proud of and happy about. Yeah, really excited about it. And you're absolutely right. I think our first conversation when I – when I started as commissioner, we talked about this and it's one thing, obviously I noticed right away was, you know, we were delivering content to our fans, but we weren't doing it in the best way possible, whether it was for our fans, for our student athletes, our schools, or for the conference. And so there was a lot of work that went into this. We did have a consultant out of New York collegiate sports management group, which helped us. And it's been about an 18 month process where we've really worked hard with them and a number of different opportunities and vendors. And, and uh, so, you know, for us, it was about what partner can help us the most from a production standpoint, a branding standpoint, and ultimately looking out into the future, what sets us best up for the future. So financially it played out well, certainly we get a, a substantially larger increase in the, in our rights fee and dollars that we turn around to our schools you know, and that's certainly important because our schools, you know, always need funding for additional scholarships and budgets, travel, all of the things that athletic departments need money for. So that was certainly part of it. But the quality piece of this and the branding was really important for us. And that's kind of what separated ESPN certainly from the others. You know, it's kind of, I've used the phrase, you know, you are kind of who you hang out with. And we want to be with partners like ESPN and the brand that it provides our coaches from a recruiting standpoint and a partner that can help us from a quality standpoint. So part of what we're doing is taking some of the money uh, that we've got from them and reinvesting that into our schools to increase the quality of the broadcast. You know, as everybody knows that if you're using a stream and you're at your house, there's lots of things that have to work correctly. You might be getting a poor uh, internet connection at that time to your house. And so your stream isn't great. Well, you know, that, that might be ESPN's fault. It could be the big sky's fault. It could be the school's fault, but it also might be the home issue as well, or if you're at a bar or something. And so we got to figure out a way to, to eliminate problems coming from our schools. And we're just not talking about football and basketball here. We're talking about softball and soccer and volleyball and all of the sports. So we're going to invest some money at each of our schools, different levels based upon their needs to hope that the quality can get better. Uh, and it won't be perfect in day one. We're not pretending it's going to be. And, but we do feel like with a partner like ESPN, we can build a better broadcast and we can provide that brand that helps us stick out. And uh, so it's an exciting time for us. It's kind of one of those things you, you get done with it and you're excited and now the real work begins to make sure we can deliver that on that content. And I know our schools are really excited about that. Did you get a chance to check out the Athlon uh, football, first kind of the first football poll that we have so far this year? I did see that today. One of our staff members forwarded to me here. I pulled it up on uh, on Twitter. So I did get a chance to see that. See, we had 
what, five schools ranked and one receiving votes. Is that correct, what I saw? That's right, yep. So Weber State. So I like the yeah, balance. I like the balance and depth of our of our league. That's 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 pretty typical, right? For what we what we get there is uh, those numbers. So I like the balance and strength. I always think we're rated too low, but I'm you know I'm biased, of course. So, <laughs> well, this is, actually, this is actually an argument I've been making on this show for a long time because I've covered the FCS for about 16 years now, and I truly believe the notion that you know Ernest Collins Jr., formerly the head coach of Northern Colorado, he he. Uh, he had a tough go there at UNC with a, a lot of challenges, but he had some uh, some good teams. But his famous line used to always be, this is the SEC of the FCS. But because it is the only real conference that's exclusively out West, I think that people out West respect the Big Sky big time. But sometimes I don't think they, it does get the, the national traction that maybe it deserves. I've always contended that the fifth or sixth best team in the Big Sky Conference would be a top four team in every other league in the country and a lot of leagues would win the league i definitely think that if you're fifth or sixth in the big sky you certainly have a, a valid playoff uh resume and argument and i we've seen that year in and year out so i, I actually do think that the big sky even though it does get uh, recognized for its balance and its depth maybe doesn't get the uh the top end votes that maybe it deserves yeah, and it, you know, I think you're hitting it right on the head right there, which is, you know, you know, certainly we got, there's a school that's dominated FCS football at the championship level, right? I mean, North Dakota State certainly over the last decade has dominated one titles and more power to them, right? And certainly there's two or three other schools in, in the Valley that, that are, are great, have been great traditional powers in football in that. But I think that middle of the pack, you get into that four, five, six range, and that's where I think, that's why we're, I believe we're the best conference in the country when it comes to FCS football. And I also think that because of the diversity of our schools, the diversity of our weather, and the, the programs that we have, make our conference incredibly difficult to win. And, uh, you know, I've had many conversations with our coach coaches about that. It's like, oh, if you find a way to win the conference and you've had to go on the road, you know, one week you're playing in Arizona and the next week you're playing in Washington and then all of a sudden you're in Utah and it's snowing. And so, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I mean, you're like, well, that's quite an accomplishment there. And so, no, I, I, I love the depth of our league. I think it really prepares our teams uh, for deep playoff runs. And this season to me will be so special because one of the things, and hopefully we never get to do this again, but we're going to get to measure the impact of the schools that played in the spring versus the ones that didn't. And uh, that'll be really interesting for me to see because I think we had some young kids get a lot of experience this spring. And while it wasn't perfect, it was really good, a really good experience when I talked to those coaches and student athletes. Um, and then others rested, had some spring ball, maybe a scrimmage here or there. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see, and we won't know until the end of the year, what type of impact playing spring football had on the whole country, much less the big sky. The team that's ranked 19th on here, Eastern Washington, they've obviously been in the news a lot lately, and I know a lot of people in Missoula especially are paying close attention to it because outside of Montana, Montana State, Eastern is and has been one of their biggest rivals, especially in basketball and, and other sports like that. Just uh, curious on your thoughts on just uh, knowing that at least Eastern's going to be, you know, not going to be leaving uh, and going, you know, D2 or anything um, in the immediate future and just your, your thoughts on that situation over there. Yeah, really, um, not, not, I'm not hugely surprised of their decision. I'm glad that they went through the process and the study. You know, they have an interim president right now. It was good for him to, to, to be involved and really learn about it. I was up there, spoke with their board once, and I was in multiple conversations about it. And, uh, you know, 
to me, what it does is it, it, it strips it down to what's the value of your college athletics program. And, you know, from a branding and marketing standpoint, I've said this before, the athletic departments at our level, they are the marketing arm for the university. And so if they look at their, if every university looks at their mission and values as an institution, part of that will be serving the local community. And that's what our universities do. It's a point of pride for our university. It's something that's in the news constantly, right or wrong um, and that's what athletics is at our level and so if there's an expense there which again all of our schools have an expense certainly they're giving some institutional funds student fees whatever it might be to the athletic department then it then okay how do you quantify those dollars and say that it's worth it well it's worth it because of the media value and the marketing value that it drives back to the institution and that's what eastern washington went through made the decision, hey, we're going to stay Division One. we're going to have football, we're going to be in the big sky, and uh, and that's a great shot in the arm uh, for everyone associated with, with Eastern Washington. Um, you think about the value they've gotten out of that red turf up there. Uh, they played for a national championship not long ago, right? I mean, they won a title 10, 11 years ago, so they've had great value, and I saw something the other day, and it was a great stat I hadn't thought of, was they were the only team in the country that played in the FCS playoffs and in the NCAA men's basketball tournament last year. So, you know, they've had a really good run there, and I'm glad that they're going to, you know, reaffirm their commitment and also just really truly understand the value of what they're uh, investing in. Tom Mercer still joining us. He's the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference. Uh, Nuana is now. It's the ESPN Roundtable. Commissioner, we'll get you out of here on this to come full, full circle. You're at this uh, commissioner's conference right now. N- not necessarily in terms of name, image, and likeness. I know that's going to be part of it, but just the overall landscape of college athletics now with this uh, one-time transfer rule, the advent and now prevalence of the NCAA transfer portal, all of these different factors that are going on, specifically when it comes to the Big Sky Conference. What are your hopes for how you, you make all of these things into something that's a positive and not detrimental to the league? Yeah, it's certainly a changing time right now. It's uh, it's, it's it's a challenge. Our schools are feeling it. We're feeling it at the conference office. I'm trying to help guide our presidents and athletic directors through this by trying to figure out some solutions on the back end. And a lot of it is really gray right now. There's not a lot of, well, this is how it's going to work, and this is what we're going to do. We're kind of, I, I, I use the analogy, we're kind of jumping off the building with a parachute, but we don't really know where we're going to land yet. And that's kind of the way I think a lot of us feel about all of those issues you just talked about. You know, the transfer portal, is that's not going anywhere. And there's going to be lots of kids that transfer. So our, it's our responsibility to make sure we take advantage of that as well. Our coaches have to recruit differently now. You know, they have to recruit the transfer portal as well as looking at high school kids. And they got to figure out that balance there so they can build a culture. But it's very much a challenge right now because it's going to be very different. And, uh, you know, you see a lot of turnover in ADs and coaches around the country right now at all different levels because it's, it's, the times are changing. And this is all kind of happening at once for us, whether it's the impact of the transfer portal or name, image, and likeness and, and those regulations. Um, so the back end of this, it'll be very different. And we have to learn to manage it the right way. Um, I do know this, that the power of college athletics, is tremendous. People love being a part of college athletics, love going to events. You know, there were other times, like when we changed the scholarships to allow for cost of attendance, people said, oh, that's going to be the end of it. You know, so, you know, the rumors of our demise are uh, greatly exaggerated. Uh, but nonetheless, we're going to have to change with the times. We have before, we'll do it again. And I think that, uh, you know, once we can 
start playing sports again in the fall. We'll start to gather that momentum, and uh, people will be really excited to be back in the stadiums, on campus, attending the game. Tom, I got one last one for you. If you have to go bar hopping, sure. any coach, any football coach in the big sky, who are you going bar hopping with? Oh, boy. You know no, what? We got, some, we got some guys I think I could have some fun with. Um, now, you know, I've known Bobby Houck for a long time. I mean, he, I've probably known him for, geez, a good, I don't know, 12, 12 13 years. So, so I know he'd be a good time. Um, Aaron Best, for sure. And here's the reason why. Um, all offensive linemen like to have a good time. That's right. That's and right. So, I can attest to so, this. So, I mean, if you if, if you know any offensive linemen, you know, and, and, you know, that play for the Cats or Grizz right now, they know how to good, have a good time. I know Aaron Best would be a good guy to go out and have a beer and a burger with. So, so you know, that there's my quick, easy answer. I'm not discounting either of the Montana coaches, but uh, I'm going to go with a guy that's, that is decent size. We need some girth. You know, when you head out for that. So I'm going with that. Well, and you know, if you bring Barnum, he'll bring the pretzels too. So if you get both, then you, well, then you got the linebacker and the offensive lineman. Barney, Barney is great. And he might be one of the five funniest people I've ever been around. Ever. I mean, he is just, he is one character. And uh, I love the guy. He's great for the league. He's great for Portland State and the character that he brings to that place. So we got a really good group of coaches, and uh, we're very fortunate in the big sky. It is it is the reason for our success. It's all about people, and uh, every one of those are just really good people. Well, Tom, thanks so much for taking so much time. We always love having you, and you're welcome back anytime. Tom Wister, show the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference, joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's the ESPN Roundtable. Tom, enjoy yourself at the, at the conference as much as you possibly can, and we will look forward to catching up with you here in about a month at the Big Sky Kickoff. In the meantime, be well. I know. Can't wait to be together in Spokane. Looking forward to it, and uh, that's when it gets real. So thanks for having me, guys. Have a great day. ESPN Roundtable, presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. You're playing any rec league sports? It's often fun to go get a bite to eat, maybe have a beer beforehand or after, or both. Sometimes you do both. Paradise Falls is a great place to swing on by. They have great service. It's an awesome venue, and they'll get you taken care of no matter if you're in the mood for a little appetizer before the softball game or maybe a beer after the tennis match, whatever you got going. I know there's a ton of weekend warriors out there or people that like on the weekdays, too, to do some activities. So no matter what, keep Paradise Falls in mind. 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. Paradise Falls, the proud presenter of the ESPN Roundtable and Missoula's Coolest Hotspot. We're up against it. Trivia, wings, NBA, and everything in between. Nuana's now. Back after this. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Radio Missoula. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring I bet you Sean doesn't know who this is either. Johnny Cash. Hey! 
One for one. Do you know what else is going to be a burning thing before long, Coulter? What's that, Tom? That studio, if you don't get yourself back on my clock. <laughs> Look at this picture, Tommy, that we have right here. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, Statewide Television, SWX Montana Television. Looking at a picture from the Montana State Basketball Facebook page of Xavier Bishop, who is five foot seven on a good day, and the newest uh, Bobcat uh, recruit, who I cannot remember his name, but he hails from Corvallis, Oregon, and he is seven foot three and a half, and it is a hilarious picture. Probably the tallest guy in the league going against the shortest guy in the league in practice. John nailed his first trivia question, so we're going to let him stay hot and put hour one to bed and hour two coming at you hot. We're going to lead with some trivia. I have some trivia questions about the all-NBA team for Sean, and then we're also going to talk all things NBA and a couple other pieces of news from around the state of Montana. Stuana is now. Keep it right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 